Welcome to the Kara's Cures digital show and podcast. I'm Kara Sundlin. We like to explore the leading edge of wellness here. And this episode is brought to you by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. Unfortunately, we've heard a lot of stories lately of seemingly happy, successful people choosing to end their lives. So how can you know if someone is really struggling? Psychologist, behavior analyst, and author Rena Patel is joining us now to talk more about this. Rena, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I think the world took a collective gasp when Chelsea Crist, uh, for, former Miss USA 2019, just decided to take her own life. Even her mother said she was shocked and apparently was suffering from high-functioning depression. But is this something that we need to be aware of, that role models may not really be the way they look on the outside? Yes. I mean, many people may not know, but suicide is the 10th leading cause of death here in the U.S., uh, per the CDC. And um, when you think about it, um, and these are 19, I'm sorry, 2019 statistics that we just got in February 2021 in terms of data, but um, they say around 13, um, uh, about 13 people um, per 100,000 um, uh, attempt suicide and succeed. So going back to your initial question on you know, is this something um, that is common? Yes. Um, and especially for people um, who really mask and hide what's really going on. And you mentioned uh, that her mom, we're talking about the previous Miss USA, um, wasn't aware of it. Oftentimes, those loved ones um, really don't, it's just taken by surprise. They, they just didn't realize how much this particular individual may have been str- struggling. Yeah. So, you know, I think, do we have it wrong, what we think depression looks like or what we think anxiety looks like? Yeah, we put it, it's not a cookie cutter um, symptom of look. Uh, We do, we cannot say that a a certain percentage or certain type of demographic or, um, you know, it's just the people who have lifelong trauma are the ones who really suffer with mental illness in general. And we have to really think about what's happened during this pandemic. So many of us have dealt with secondary trauma. This is where you're really seeing, right, the frontline workers who are um, struggling mental health-wise. And so it just shows that we're not invincible. We are all human. And um, we need to set aside time to take care of ourselves and tap into resources that are available. Yeah, and one thing that um, was interesting in your research and that maybe people don't realize, we think sometimes suicide might be more obvious or um, some sort of understanding after it happens, like, oh, gosh. But in fact, someone might look like Chesley did, just really successful, really amazing, and they're struggling with um, extreme perfectionism. Exactly. We have these standards um, set aside and a lot of it has to do with social media and these and this expectation that you have to be perfect. You're not allowed to make mistakes. And especially when you're in a role model position, right? So CEO of a company, celebrities, uh, you know, someone who, um, who is just well known, uh, anybody, anybody who's in a high level visual kind of platform um, have these unrealistic expectations that they have a hard time keeping up with. And then you constantly are giving. Sometimes we forget how many individuals who are in these role model positions are just giving and giving uh, and and expected to unrealistically. And so it does take a toll on you. And not every suicide is planned. You say some actually are impulsive. 
Yes. Uh, we have to realize that when an individual is in pain, um, they're obviously not, uh, it's, it can be very quick and um, the rational thought process is not there. And so uh, sometimes people um, will consider, like, well, why did they do that? Why didn't they think it through? They would have realized they're leaving these loved ones behind, but you cannot, you have to put yourself in their shoes and the fact that they're in so much pain that they feel like they have no way out. And of course, there is always a way out. And I think that's really important to emphasize, but that's why sometimes they do make these impulse decisions. And those who do survive um, these attempts, um, you'll hear some of them say, like, I I regret what I did. Um, But people who do uh, survive as well um, do have long-term effects from the trauma, the attempts. They do have depression. They do have anxiety. So you do still have to address this whole underlying mental health challenge. So, and you say it's important for people to remember those who might even be thinking of this, that emotions are not permanent. Situations can change. You can make life more meaningful and mistakes do not define you. Um, So these are things that we would remind someone of if they're struggling with depression. Right. We have to remind um, these individuals who were, were, who were in our community, one, to check in and to let them know, to help them become more flexible thinkers. It cannot be extreme. The word always really start to use in your language sometimes. Yes, you're having a difficult time, but I'm here you every step of the way. The one thing you can always do too is ask them. Don't assume that you know how to solve their problems. What can I do to help? And uh, make sure they have uh, professionals around them who can help if, if they need to. But you're right. Emotions are not permanent. Uh, The future is not defined automatically for you. Um, Yes, life has ups and downs, um, but there are more wins. And sometimes um, you need the other person to be able to share that information and tell and help remind you um, that those things are going on. And then, yes, you do matter. Self-care is so important in all of our careers, being a parent, a working professional, whatever you're doing, a student, a child, take time for yourself and do the things that you love. Well, and if someone is struggling with anxiety or depression or perhaps at risk for suicide, uh, what type of self-care can work? Because I think sometimes um, people can feel really depleted, but they have no idea what to do because they feel so bad. They do. You have to, uh, you know, behavior in general is very cyclical. It's very cycle. And so you have to, one, um, get up and go. There's so much uh, research out there on just natural serotonin, just going outside, being in the sun. That is so important. Secondly, find the things that you love. Don't, don't do something that someone else wants to do. So find a new hobby. That increases motivation in itself. Find something new that was on your bucket list. I call it a bliss list. Um, make, you know, things that make you smile, do those things. Don't say, I'll do it next week. Do it. If you need to take a mental health day from whatever you're doing from work for school, do it. Take a day to reset. It's so important. Don't put you yourself on the bottom of the list. Second, um, next is just, if there's something on your plate and it feels overwhelming and too much, take it off before you put something new, take something off that plate. Um, because right away, it's like, uh, you're, you're telling yourself, I've got so much going on. And then my last tip um, in terms of uh, trying to kind of get through some of these difficult um, hurdles is um, do a self, what I call a self audit every few months, put it in your calendar and check in with yourself and say, Hey, am I doing okay? Um, it's so important to check in with yourself um, 
as well. And we talked about in the field of positive psychology, um, there's a lot of research, empirical data that supports when you do acts of kindness for others, when you do things for others, it actually in turn lifts your own positive emotions. So don't, you know, volunteer, do things in the community that um, gives you those feel good moments. Mm. And this is important for our kids, right? Because we're really seeing teen suicide rates skyrocket. How do we help them? Absolutely. Um, with the, the date, I mean, the prevalence for suicide rates for teens um, and even just ideations, just the thought process, right? It's too much. Um, it is high. And so we have to check in with them as parents, make sure not don't don't be okay with just everything's good or I'm just having a bad day. Really um, dive deeper, create a safe space for them with, for no judgment, let them share. Oftentimes as parents, we want to jump in and problem solve. We need to give them coping tools. We need to kind of give them things that they can use to deal with these everyday stressors. I think that's um, what's important as well. And then the underlying, if there's any underlying conditions, check in with your um, primary care physician, check in with your mental health, a mental health provider, contact someone like me um, to get the additional help and therapy and resources that you need. Well, and when you say, I think some people don't know where to go for help. And and I know people are reaching out for mental health, but there's tons of, it seems, waiting lists or sometimes people don't have insurance. I mean, what do you recommend for people to get help so they don't have to bear this alone? Yes, there are a lot of community organizations, and that's where I have to say there's support groups out there. If it's related to your child, check in with your child's school, um, uh, um, school nurse, um, they have school psychologists, they will give you the resources that you need. Check in with your local um, children's hospital, adult hospital, um, they will give you, they will make sure to match you. There's a lot of prevention lines as well as, well as resource lines. And now this whole virtual world, Um, We really don't have an excuse to say that we should not tap into some of these resources because they're accessible um, in our own home. And so there are great um, places out there who have just online support um, for therapists. Um, And don't forget your friend unit. Don't forget your family. Create, make sure you hold um, not only yourself accountable, but others to check in on you. How are you doing? What's going on? Let's go do something together. I think that's really important because you never know when you are um, saving someone's life just for that day, you know, just for that day when they're having these thoughts, um, just the fact that you check in and make that eye contact and go, hey, I'm so appreciative of you. Um, Do you need anything? Those words go a long way. Mm -hmm. So if... um... If you think that um, someone in your life is depressed, how do you know if they or do know? Uh, is it usually a surprise that they might be uh, like Chesley, where it was at a level that no one suspected? Well, you looking back and reflecting, when I talk to families, um, they will see start to kind of come up with a pattern or a trend. So you will start to see a pattern or a trend. I'm very lethargic, um, uh, not wanting to participate in the things that they um, usually love to do leisurely. So yes, I might have expectations and jobs and things to do, but you pull yourself together for, for that moment and do what you need to do. Um, just the fact that you're just seeing a change in behaviors, um, maybe um, loss in physical appearance, um, appetite, difficulty sleeping. Um, so um, things build up, things pile up. Um, and then again, you know, do they have the healthy coping tools um, that they need? So are they um, engaging in any type of um, a physical activity, exercise? Are they socializing? You know, so much is we're humans. We need to have social 
um, interactions with one another? Are they doing the things that they enjoy? Are they feeling overwhelmed? Um, are they constantly um, talking about just unhappiness? I'm not happy or I'm not, I'm in a rut or what's my purpose? If they start questioning things like that, those are all red, red flags. Okay. And so let's say um, someone says that to you, like, I just don't even know, like, what's my purpose and what's the point? Life is exhausting. I guess we can all have those days where we're feeling overwhelmed. How do you help someone? Yeah, if you start to see this type of pattern, right, um, and you start to say, wow, you know, something something doesn't feel right, um, I think it's really important, one, to check in, make sure that they're safe. And so you just kind of say, hey, you know, I want you to know that you're, he- I'm here for you. Um, you know, let me, um, let's, let me connect you with some resources. I think that's really important to, to do. Um, do you need to talk? Um, and then also help remind them. Sometimes they need to um, hear the things that they are doing, right? We, we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves that we're, we're, we're not doing enough. We should be doing more. And if they don't bring intrinsic excitement, then um, we need to find things that do, that gives them purpose. Um, I always say create a family, create a family or individual mission statement for yourself um, that has your your values what is it that that drives you what is your current legacy going to be not afterlife but what are what are you planning on doing now that will that is going to leave a, a lasting impact and then um and then also get them the help that they need um it's hard you know uh you want to get buy-in but um be that persistent friend who says nope i'm not leaving your side because um what you're saying is concerning help them realize that and they got, we we need to get you help and there is light at the end of the tunnel So I want to just take an opportunity to let people know, I know you've given us some good resources. There is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that number is 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. Uh, You could text STRENGTH, just the word STRENGTH, to 741741, or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So these are all instances where if someone is listening or watching this podcast, this digital show right now, um, you would say, don't put that off. I think sometimes I think, well, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm overreacting. Better to be safe than sorry. Yes, go with your gut. Oftentimes your gut is right. If you feel that someone is in need for help, um, just, you know, it just rule it out, you know, just make sure that you go and you make sure. And again, um, make sure that individual, you know, isn't alone and um, and just be there. Um, and that's just what we should do is, is active, um, active members of our society. And, and Rena, I know you've got a couple of books. Um, this is something that we want to change the culture of and, and improve mental health. So uh, it starts young, right? And you've got a couple of children's books that can really help our kids normalize the ups and downs of our feelings and our stressors. Yes, thank you. Um, I have a book out, um, my friend, my friend Max, and winning her worries, and what's so available on Amazon. And, and what's so wonderful about um, these books is they really target our younger generation, um, youngsters who um, you know three to ten years old, who really are starting to develop some of these nap, these coping skills, and they need to be taught. Um, so when they do hit their adolescence and young adult years, or even into adulthood. They have this bag of tricks. They have these ways to process stress and handle um, things that are anxiety provoking, things that make them sad. Um, and these are life skills. And so these, this book, not only, yes, they're storybooks, but they really do um, provide tools and actual takeaways on how to teach some of these um, school, the C skills that we all should you know, possess. Okay. Um, so those, t- say the names again in case we want to order them. Yeah, my friend Max. My friend Max. Um, and, and Winnie and her worries. Winning her worries. Okay. Winnie and her worries. Winnie, Winnie and is her, her name. Winnie okay. and her worries. Yes. Okay.
All right, Rena, thank you so much for taking the time to address such a specific and important matter. I know sometimes we just, uh, you know, we see the people that uh, we admire, that we think they have it all, and then we realize everybody has their struggles, which is probably just something important for all of us to remember. Nobody has it all figured out. Absolutely. Everybody has a journey and everybody, no one's life is perfect. And so you have to remember that. Yes. We often say, don't look at social media. You're comparing your woes to someone's highlight reel. Yes. Rena, thank you so much for being with us and sharing this important information. Thank you for having me. And if you're looking for more information on the leading edge of wellness, you can always watch Kara's Cures right here on the streaming WFSB app. We have more episodes. Just search right here. Also, uh, subscribe to the Kara's Cures podcast or follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I post this content there. Have a great day and be well.